and we're back for season four of But Make It Hallmark. Hi, Patty. It's been a while since we were face-to-face with our mics. How are you doing after our five-month break? Yeah, it has been a while. I think this is the longest time we've ever taken a break, but that last Christmas season really did me in. (laughs) And I think historically, we do start with Spring into Love in the same way where the seasons turn and we come out of hibernation ready to go into spring. Sorry, New Year, new movies. Um, We watch you, but we just don't talk about you. Ahem, ahem, Wedding Veil, second trilogy. But... (laughs) Patty was so excited to get into the the last of the wedding veils. And I was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Let's just do spring. Fair enough. And we have a crazy show ahead of us, Chingai. We're going to go ahead because we've got a lot to talk about this episode. We're going to start slowly with, (laughs) with the movies that really didn't make the cut, but are, of course, worth a mention since we are doing all the spring movies, sort of. All right, uh, let's start with Love in the Maldives. They do a destination during spring, and I think this would be a better summer movie. It was okay. Um, I just could not get over how much of an Aaron Carter (laughs) IP the the lead guy, Jake Manley, looked like. So I couldn't get over the fact that he looked like 16 years old versus J- Jocelyn Hutton, who, you know, looks like a grown woman. There's nothing much to say about this movie. It's like a template vacation, meeting the resort guy, dude type of movie. It, it didn't really do anything for me, but I guess it kind of paved the way for the other spring movies since it came <laughs> early in the season. I was hoping for better for this one. I've never been to the Maldives. I mean, it was the, definitely the star of the show. They're supposed to be married in real life, these two. These no stars. way! Are you kidding? I am not fucking kidding you because I looked it up. Because I was what? like, who the fuck are these people? I mean, the girl, we've seen her yeah. and when, when Heart Calls, when, when Hope Calls. Hope Calls, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't watch that show for a reason. But yeah, they're married in real life. And that's what disappointed me more. I was like, what? Why do they have no chemistry? (laughs) Exactly. I kind of wish they just focused more on the older lady she met at the Maldives who was, you know, finding Mm -hmm. herself. Like, that lady had a better, like, storyline. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I was not a fan, but I wasn't angry. Which I can't say for our next movie. Um, I can't believe I'm saying I'm angry about a movie starring Tyler Hines. Mm -hmm. Love of our lives. Mm -hmm. Collective lives. King of my heart. But a picture of her was terrible. It was so terrible to me personally that I went on the Hallmark checklist app and went through the reviews of people, <laughs> took screenshots of the bad ones, and sent them all to Chingai. Guys, I found like a lot of them. And this was like late in the evening and I couldn't sleep because I was so angry at how this was such a waste. And why was it a waste? One, the stupidest plot I've ever heard. And I love Hallmark. I know stupid plots and Hallmark go hand in hand. But this one, a girl who ends up on the cover of a magazine and now suddenly she's going to get an agent and she's improved the sales of the magazine. Having come, working from publishing, this is the stupidest plot line <laughs> ever. I know Hallmark can do better because they did Love and Style with J.C. Elliott and Benjamin Hollingsworth. And that was a good Hallmark movie about a magazine, even if they had a terrible Vogue closet. This was terrible. Justice for Tyler. They kissed so much she didn't deserve it. I'm not even naming her name. I'm not naming her. She does not deserve to be named. But I'm so angry. 
all right, do we have a new Voldemort here? <laughs> I, I was too fixated on Tyler to really pay attention. The first time I watched this, um, I was just excited about Tyler because like he hyped this up like yeah. with in his on his TikTok. Uh he he, you know, he showed all the motorcycle shots and I got really excited and I just kind of forgot about Voldemort. She <laughs> <laughs> who must not be named. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know, Chingai. I was angry, but maybe you were angrier at the same person in at another the same movie. Same person. I don't know what Hallmark is doing. I I understand that they're bringing in new blood, but this is not the kind of blood that I want. <laughs> with when love springs, I like fake relationship tropes, but um, this one just grated on my nerves. I like B and Bs. I like everything about this movie except. Except how it turned out. Um, you know, we city girl, fake relationship, whatever. That's fine. I just could not stand the, the actress who shall not be named. It, it just really uh, overpowered and overwhelmed this entire movie. And I think this should have been like the the flag bearer of spring because, you know, it, it is entitled <laughs> When Love Springs. And yet, it was one of the worst of this season. So... Yeah, I, I think Hallmark should reconsider. I know this actress has a movies and mystery series ongoing. Nora Sisters Yeah, so maybe she should just stick to that and, you know, stay away from our beloved movies. I don't know what this lady has on, like, Hallmark executives, but to have that many shows, like, who did she kidnap and keep in her basement for them to, like, keep giving her these shows? Speaking of Nikki and Nora Sisters Sleuths, the, the Voldemort's co-star in that one is Hunter King. And to be fair... Mm-hmm. This next movie with Hunter King in it is not terrible at as not as terrible as the other the first three <laughs> movies. So we'll actually talk about it for a hotter second. But it's called The Professional Bridesmaid, of course, starring Hunter King and Chandler Massey. Uh, years ago, Maggie Bailey realized she had a particular skill set for being an ace bridesmaid, and she went pro. Now she uses her talents to help brides navigate the tricky emotional and social dynamics that go along with planning their big day. In addition to the practical. I love a wedding movie. In fact, I just rewatched Wedding Every Weekend because, hello, how can you not want Sustad and Paul Campbell together? But I also rewatched The Last Bridesmaid. Again, Paul Campbell and Rachel Boston because I love wedding movies. This one wasn't terrible. Hunter King, oh my God, I just realized in my notes I put Joey King, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Hunter King is a you know very likable and I thought that, you know, they were trying to go another route with like the, you know, wedding planner trope and to do a professional bridesmaid. I get it. You want to be new. She is brought in to, you know, not just plan or be the professional bridesmaid for the mayor's daughter's biggest wedding, but she's also not the press liaison because there's, of course, a journalist that just can't keep his, you know, journalistic sensibilities themselves and has to go overboard and do a political story when it should be a wedding story. This guy was in one of the um, Christmas movies last year. I think it was the one with Cousin from, Leslie Cousin from Good Witch. He was the, because she had that movie where it was like the two. The time travel kind of thing. Sliding doors. Sliding doors one. I think he was the other guy, right? Mm -hmm. He was. Yeah, he was. So I was like, oh, yay. Nice to see him. Kind of. I I think relative to the first three movies, I enjoyed this one. But I wasn't just expecting a lot more. Because I love a wedding movie, the annoying friends in the movie were really annoying. Like, even the bride, I was like, eh, don't really have any 
They had no charm. I think that's what it lacked. This movie lacked some kind of charm. The two of them were okay chemistry-wise, but it was just okay. This would have been nice there, but yeah, I could have been better. I don't like movies where there are lies mm. going on because it just makes me feel so uncomfortable. So that's one thing that this movie did not have going for it. The other thing is like I, I have like such high hopes for Chandler Massey. Every time he comes out in a movie, um, I think he was in another Christmas movie uh, before oh, last year. Well, the one with Lindsay Fonseca? Is that the one he, were, he was in? The one with the, the train? Yes. Yeah. So the thing about this guy is, it's like he's okay. Yeah. But it's always like he's Mr. Almost but not quite. It's Ooh. like he never actually hits the mark. Like, I don't know. There's just something missing. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's the the chemistry. He hasn't found like the right pair for him. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't think he brings anything to the table in this movie. I, I enjoy Hunter King. I, I really like her and I like that they're giving her a lot of opportunities to show up in movies. But, you know, she's ha- she's done better, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I think it's still, um, is it Hidden Gems or something like that? Mm-hmm. Not Hidden yeah. Gems. Hidden. Yeah, starring Cash from Ride. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> Guys, sorry, sidebar, Ride is good. Anyway, <laughs> back on focus before we take a break because we've got a couple more actually. Professional Bridesmaid it was good, but not great. And it could have been better for me. Mm-hmm. I was worried about A Pinch of Portugal, <laughs> the next movie we're going to talk about. Because I know Heather Hammonds has been in a couple of movies, but she's never been the lead. And so... I don't know. I, I I just I recognized her, but I was like feeling a little iffy about it. And this is just me being, you know, a stick in the mud, just <laughs> wanting to see the same people over and over again. So a pinch of Portugal stars Heather Hemmons and Luke Mitchell. When a celebrity chef walks off his show, prep cook Anna must step into the spotlight and make the show her own with the help of her Aussie cameraman and Portuguese location scout. So I think as I watched this movie unfold, I realized that Heather Hemmons was really not the point of this movie. <laughs> the point of this movie was the Aussie cameraman and the Portuguese locations. <laughs> because those guys, they stole the show. And like I wish the movie had been about them getting together instead of having the prep cook, you know, uh, do her thing. Uh, this is a classic best friend versus sexy foreigner trope. I'm usually into the best friend. Like, I usually root for the mm. the, the one she's known mm. forever. But not this time. I thought that the sexy foreigner deserved um, the, the, yeah, the win for this movie. And when he turned out yeah. to be like an evil, yeah. <laughs> like a villain, yeah. in, like, in like a Disney villain, I was so disappointed because, you know, they didn't have to yeah. do him dirty that way. He was very hot. But I understand that the Aussie cameraman, like, he, to me, he is the definition of a book talk rom-com hero with his, like, <laughs> Nordic, Nordic slash Australian vibe with a, with a scruff on his face and the man bun. And, you know, he just, he just looks like he could save the day. And I love that they mention how 
uh, she went for it with him and she felt like she yes! got rejected in the past. That was a nice touch. Um, I, I think that it was it was good that they just talked about it versus, you know, doing an ugly flashback, which they sometimes like to do, like with a, you know, with a different lighting and <laughs> misty, misty flashback. I'm glad that Except, they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. So this was good. Um, I mean, I complained that she didn't get with the sexy foreigner, but I mean, I'm not going to complain that she got with the Aussie cameraman in the end. Uh, yeah. What do I you call think, him. Patty? I call him the Thor of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. Oh, he is. He is not he is. just Nordic. I mean, Thor, hello. But it's Chris Hemsworth, Australian. Like, he is, yeah. like, Chris Hemsworth's cousin who happens to take, like, Hallmark gigs. And I kind of want more of him. I am not into blondes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yet. And, and yet. yet. I really, really liked how they were super upfront about her getting rebuffed of her advances because he wanted to keep the friendship. I am in agreement that hot Portuguese guy who was quote-unquote using her was quite hot. The point is, they did, yeah, they didn't have to make him a villain. I thought it was funny when they did. This show <laughs> had way too many villains already. That chef, that was kind of like an annoying plot line. Um, the producer lady that had to keep things together, she was also kind of annoying. But Portugal looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to be me into Heather Heyman's, but Luke Mitchell deserved better. <laughs> I.e. me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. I wouldn't have minded having a sliding doors here of if she ended up with Portuguese guy or if she ended up with this guy. Because then that like, here's an actual choice of two guys that are quite decent. They didn't have to make him um, a bad guy in the end. Like I, I thought it was such a cop out and the, yeah, that's what kind of took away from this. So, yeah, quite cute at the end I of agree. the day. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thor should be brought back to this tie-up they're having with the National Park. <laughs> and I would love to see him with Cindy Busby. I'm <laughs> <laughs> mean, for Russell, watch out. <laughs> watch There's out. There's a new Viking exactly, in the house. A new Viking who can definitely, like, show her around nature like i feel like he's like, like on a horse yeah man mm-hmm. of the earth you know so you know mm-hmm. like really close to nature okay anyway we're getting at ourselves <laughs> clearly pinch of portugal we were there for the portugal pinching these hotties and not for heather sorry girl we'll, we, we, we got you next time all right when we're back though we've got two more movies i know can you believe two more movies that we had to watch uh, but guys this one's we actually really enjoyed see you in a bit on butt make it hallmark And we're back with the movies that you should be watching this season. Patty and I cannot wait to discuss these next two movies. I'm going to start with The Wedding Cottage, starring Aaron Krakow and Brendan Penny. A wedding guide creator must convince an uninspired artist and owner of a special wedding cottage to renovate the rundown cottage to host a contest-winning couple for their dream wedding. So when is your wedding? Oh, no, no, I'm not getting married. Never the bride. Where are we having this wedding? The wedding cottage. Always the planner. Can I help you? I want to have a wedding here. There is no more wedding cottage. But where plans change... Hi! I'm not interested. These are for you. The answer's still no. Love happens. There is nothing wrong with mixing work and romance. The wedding So this is Beverly Hills Wedding, (laughs) set in... The Boondocks, (laughs) but with a grumpy artist Mm. and an Aaron. 
Uh, I'm not the biggest Erin fan. Mm. I think it's. I, I don't think it's her. It's just that I watched so many seasons of When Calls the Heart that it's just hard to get her out of that Elizabeth role. Okay, newsflash. I really liked her in this mm. movie. She wasn't overbearing. I I like the grumpy sunshine trope, and she was obviously bringing the sunshine in when else is new. But <laughs> Brendan Penny playing Mr. Grumpy, that's new. Brendan Penny Silver Fox Silver. playing brooding artist who is reclusive, that's new. So I, I love a fixer-upper. I like a guy who works with his hands. <laughs> It's been four years. You all know this. I know this. He's he works with wood. Mm. <laughs> he does a lot of sculpture work. I I really I really enjoyed this. What I I just have like a long laundry list of moments that I appreciated from this movie. Like I watched it two times. Uh, there was there was a lot of moments where Brendan Penny was infuriated at Aaron and. I understand <laughs> how infuriated he was. And I just like seeing him that way because it's just a it's a departure from his, you know, good guy character mm. in Chesapeake Shores. So, you know, Erin just is she's always so earnest and mm. you know, but she does have a heart of gold. So, you know, that's fun. And I I applaud her for her physical comedy in this movie because they had a lot of scenes where you know she was she couldn't do the leaf blower and he had to help her like he had to do the plumbing for her we love a guy who does house chores right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they uh, they had another moment like in the woods when when she thought he was like a a moose or something and he's gonna attack her and you know that that's it's all fun and it's it's a nice uplifting kind of vibe to mix in with the romance, and I know that Patty loves a, a dancing yes, moment, I and they did have that where they were like uh, doing a demo so that the the wedding couple could follow their lead, so that they could dance together. And because this is Hallmark, we have a military angle too that they had to rush the wedding because the guy was gonna be Deploy. sent off somewhere. And yeah, another thing to note was. The third character of this movie was that coat that Erin was oh, wearing. Yeah. Okay, in the beginning, it's like a it's a cream beige coat, and mm. I only mention this because it's been in so many other Hallmark <laughs> movies in the past. I think they just bought out the whole spectrum of colors for this coat because I remember Lacey wearing yes. this in yes. Christmas Waltz in a different yes. color, but. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. One last thing. When she asks him if she wants to come in for a nightcap, I, I got really like, ah, ah, but he didn't. <laughs> he refused her offer. <laughs> Brendan, why? <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. How, what, what are your feelings about The Wedding Cottage? I was super wary about this movie because just like you, Aaron Krakow has not given us a track record that is fantastic. I mean, I enjoy When Calls the Heart, neither here nor there, you know, sometimes here and there, but in normal, non-Elizabeth Thornton, you know, shows, not great. Even It Was Always You with Tyler Hines, which I was also expecting a lot from. So I was really worried about this one, especially because I didn't want to put Brendan Penny to waste. The Silver Fox is just aging like a fine wine before our very eyes. Honestly, this is the first time I think I liked an Aaron Krakow movie. 
I said it, Brandon Penny has brought out the best in her. And that makes me so happy. It's making me want him to really go lean into the silver fox, lean into the grumpiness. Super cute. Another thing I really like about this movie is the townsfolk. Of course, this is a community coming together to help out, you know, here. Oh, look, everybody's so much nicer than in New York City kind of trope. Small town versus big town. Uh, even all the way to the end, of course, she, um, you know, he, even if he has his, like, big city, like, art stuff, like, obviously, small town wins. But my bottom line is that Brendan Penny can I fuck me anytime. <laughs> I swear. In Filipino, we call it titeg. And the way he was looking, just looking at her and just, like, you know, like, searching her eyes. Even in the beginning, when they were being, like, flirty, flirty about, like, you know, she'll do anything to, you know, get the renovation out. Get him his coffee. Yeah, get him the coffee, the, 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 you know, the breakfast, him on a bike. Every time he would look at her, there was always, like, either a twinkle, a bit of flirtation, or, like, some probing. But he was hooking at her. <laughs> like, I felt like he was boring into my soul. And this is Brendan freaking Penny. So, the man does not quit. Hardest working starer in the Homework Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Of course, I cannot stop to mention the dancing, the dancing. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to be danced with. And how he would just pull Aaron in close there, teaming up to, you know, just helping her whatever she needed. And then I love it when a grumpy old man gets softened by the sunshine. Yeah, I'm surprised I enjoyed it so much because I was really wary. So congratulations to Aaron Krakow for uh, giving us the first hit movie of her career for us. Of her career. <laughs> <laughs> she also worked really hard on the promotions for this movie. Yes. So she's doing a lot of behind the scenes and they had a lot of like bloopers when they were oh. posing for the poster, which was so, so cute. They're cute. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I'm so happy it's a wedding movie without being the them in the wedding. Uh, yeah. Ah, Brendan Penny. Never quit. Never quit. All right. Another thing we don't want to quit, it's a Aaron back-to-back, -back, but not Aaron Krakow. We are now go to Aaron. I wouldn't call her Aaron number two because she is the number one Aaron I in my heart. I think she's the Aaron number one. And for the last movie of this episode, the best movie of the season by a mile. We've got, and that's speaking a lot because we did like Wedding Cottage. So final movie for Spring Into Love is Hearts in the Game, starring Aaron Cahill and Marco Grazzini. Hazel Miller is a top publicist in New York City. Diego Vasquez is a top MLB pitcher. He also happens to be the guy who shattered Hazel's heart in high school. When Hazel is tasked with spinning Diego's image, it might be her biggest challenge professionally and personally as she takes him back to their hometown in Ohio to deal with what they both left behind. You're the best pitcher this league has seen in over a decade, but no one will sign you. The game plan. Not unless she helps spin the story. Do you know Diego Vasquez? The curveball. They were as in love as you can be when you're a teenager. I come in peace. She's still so impressive. You've been rattled ever since you saw him. I've missed you more than I ever knew I could. There's Hearts a reason. In the game. This was the last oh, movie yeah. I watched. Hearts in the Game was fantastic. It is childhood sweethearts reuniting. It is all the misunderstanding of young love. It is the big city, little town, and just how 
you go back to your roots, but it's so much more than that because all these different side stories and relationships in this movie actually really made it a whole thing. This is an example of, yes, you can have many different plot lines or many different characters, but they all actually play a part. None of them were foil. So let me start off by saying that Erin Cahill is a gem and she is a gift to the Hallmark Cinematic Universe and I am so incredibly glad that we get multi-picture deals with her. I, she, she posted on her um, social media that she had signed um, full on with Hallmark and if this is the omen of things to come with the quality of her work, we are so lucky to have her. The moment she stepped onto that screen, in that wonderful hot pink suit, she sizzled. Like, this girl can bring vulnerability, but she can bring that, you know, girl boss <laughs> vibe to it in the best way possible. She's so earnest. She's so, she just means so well. And I really liked how they positioned her as this go-getter, but with this, of course, sob backstory of, you know, misunderstanding and whatnot. Her chemistry, I have to say, with the Marco Grazzini, who played, Me like, I guess, Mexican-ish, kind of, in this movie. Guys, he's half Filipino, so <laughs> can we just claim this? Um, but I get it. It's MLB, and I think he's Italian-Filipino in, in real life. But I don't care what ethnicity they uh, assign to this man, because he was really hot in... Uh, this MLB role. I loved the cockiness to him. I love that vulnerability of like, oh, but, you know, I choked and uh, I don't know how I'm going to get back there. Even him and his agent were fun to watch. There was that banter. But then when you put him in his, you know, bravado of like, I'm a big MLB star and her with a, oh, I'm big and I'm top of my game and seeing them meet each other in that restaurant in the first scene, I'm like, fuck, we are in the big leagues now. And no one's dicking around here. We're, we're here to bring on a show. So I really liked it. They were, you know, sparring with each other, all the banter. No one was, you know, eating each other up. Like, they were really equals. And I'm so happy because Marco Grazzini does not get enough movies. And this guy is leading man material. Look at him in this movie. I am, I was blown away. I really liked how when they went from big city to little town, how they both really softened and you kind of just see them go back to who they were in high school, clearly two broken kids that just didn't talk to each other. This is one of those uh, stories wherein if they had just spoken in the beginning, we would not have a movie, but I get it. We need a movie. And so they had to have all this drama about, you know, sob stories with moms and, you know, big city dreams and leaving each other, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, more Marco more Aaron, together, explosions. I was literally like crying, screaming, <laughs> laughing, texting Chingay on the side for this. But they have elevated this season's offerings and I want to see this caliber of movie. Of course, it's, it's a high bar and, you know, but I want Marco to get a Christmas movie. Come on, Christmas, Philippines, Parol, come on, hello, <laughs> low-hanging freaking fruit. But more than that, uh -huh, all the side characters were amazing. I cannot forget, and I will mention him first because I put it in all caps, Jason freaking McKinnon is in this movie. MVP of the show as always, playing childhood friend, husband to former best friend. I really like that plot line of the former best friend. I really like the plot line of how they were each other's person and, you know, they got back, you know, they, they, they mended their friendship, their friendship. I like the 
you know, queer representation with her assistant who was really into baseball. Her parents were cute. Like the townsfolk were cute. The agent, like this, everybody. Even the, the journalist who was, I guess, my least favorite character, but still, it all made sense. Yeah, you don't have a story if he's not going to open up. And so, so many moments. I really liked how they just leaned into the kileg and just admitted, like, they're holding hands in front of a fire pit now. Oh, they're holding hands by the swing. Oh, yeah, I'm sleeping over at the house, even if we're both, like, incredibly bundled up and, uh, like, with the Holy Spirit in between us, but they slept on a couch together. So really liked it. Chingai, I'm sorry. I loved it. Marco Grazzini for president. Aaron Cahill for president. This is a Hallmark movie. This is what we deserve. Hearts in the game is, like, redefining what what a good Hallmark movie is. This feels like... Uh, remember that movie with Andrew Walker and Nikki DeLoach where he was a baseball player? Yes. So that that was, like, classic Hallmark. And I like how they, <laughs> they took kind of that same thing and just updated it for 2023 with Aaron Cahill and Marco Grazzini. I literally screamed when Jason <laughs> McKinnon came <laughs> Love him. We, we love, love him so much, and yeah, I I hope they they keep bringing him back. There was just so much, so much spark between mm. Aaron and Marco, and you know, unlike the other movies that we watched uh, this season, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Tyler Hines doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, it wasn't like Tyler. Hunter King doing the work. <laughs> it was like, a, you're right, it's like equal, equal yeah. between the two of them. And I don't think it would have worked if neither of them was there. Mm. It, it had to be an Aaron Marco kind of thing. I've loved Aaron Cahill ever since that movie with Trevor Donovan, the fall movie. Yeah, um, Love Fallen Order? Yes. So I loved her ever since then. And, and like I'm so I'm so happy that that you know she she she's coming into her own and just showing up. Uh Marco Grazzini has been winning us over since he was the chef who made the bibinka for Janelle Paris. And you know, I, I I'm glad that we don't have to just like wait for Virgin River to come I back know. to see him on screen. So I really hope that you know they give him a couple more roles. Sorry to the Mexicans that they cast <laughs> Filipino half Italian as a Mexican, but Diego Vasquez is a Filipino uh, name, so yeah. you know why not? <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Tio Carlos. Yeah, Mija. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I honestly wanted to get like a quesadilla after this right. as they were cooking those moles and. Uh, Oh my god. Marco Grazzini. Very yeah. me anyway. Marco Grazzini crush ng bayan. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like a really super like the like the the Moreno like, you know, athlete, soccer player most likely. Oh my Zobel. god. Yeah, as yes. a bell soccer player, I think. <laughs> Let us make a fan a Marco Grazzini fanfic when we're done with this podcast. <laughs> And when we're back, it's season four, but some things never change. Mary Kill after the break. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. We have gotten through uh, seven freaking movies. What? But before we end the show, you guys know, four seasons in, we cannot end without doing our favorite segment of the episode. It is Mary Kill. I don't think I have to explain it any more than that. But in case, you know, it's a season opener, might as well. We choose from the cast of characters 
of the seven movies or the different movies he watched, who he want to fuck, who he want to marry, and who he want to kill. But of course, we should start with our kills. And Shingai, I am going to start with my kill. I am killing Voldemort, and I guess you have to name her because this is out of context, because she was in two movies. Rhiannon Fish in picture of her just needs to go the fuck away. I was so upset. I was so upset after watching that movie. I don't think I've been this upset. I've watched so I've watched like what 160 plus Christmas movies, and I don't think I've been this angry. What a waste of time! I watched it like I watched it at like 1.2, thinking it would be good because it's Tyler. They did him dirty. They shouldn't do this to Tyler. Tyler deserves better. And so I'm killing Rhiannon Fish in picture of her. That was the shittiest thing I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> what a fucking stupid movie with the stupidest plot line. Again, I can't get over it. And she was not helping. You know when they say like, you know, as long as you don't hurt the movie, mm-hmm. like do no harm. You know what I mean? She did harm. So like, ah, oh, I can't. Sorry, I'm killing her. Yeah, well, um, Harry Potter vibes for this episode because I'm killing Voldemort too, but in (laughs) When Love Springs. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, well, she deserves it. She deserves the kill. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Yeah, it was just horrible. It was terrible. I don't understand why she's getting all these jobs. Who is, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I just, the next time she comes out in something, I, I just can't be bothered wasn't she in that movie with like the eagle like you know the the was that her the Ansel, with the, the cg photographer yeah that right? was her was not her oh, i think that was her i don't Fuck. know yeah that was also terrible anyway okay. um yeah i guess let's move on to something happier on because things. i can't yeah mm-hmm. uh who are you well, okay i'll start with who i'm fucking okay okay um i'm fucking thor yeah luke mitchell nordic australian man of my dreams they say, I don't know, once you go blonde, you can go back, sure. What? <laughs> but yeah, holy shit, this guy is fuckable. And uh, he does have fuckboy vibes too. So like, he does. <laughs> it kind of tracks. I worked briefly in a TV station and none of the cameramen were this hot, let me just say. <laughs> so yes, yes to this man. Yes, you'll fuck in Portugal, preferably. Maybe on that boat. I don't know. Yes. All right, I'm for my fuck. I'm gonna be reliving my teenage dream with Marco Rosini. <laughs> he just looks like you know someone I'd have a crush on in high school or college. You know, you know that type. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. The boy next door. Yeah. Yeah. So if you live in Zabel, I, I, well, yeah, well, I yeah, I don't. But, but <laughs> you know, in my fanfic, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it would be me and him. Yeah. Together. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Mm-hmm. In fact. I don't blame you enough because I'm marrying Marco oh. Grazini. I want to wake up. You married at St. James in Alabama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Literally where we're getting married. Marco Grazini really brought it. And even if he was wearing a sweatshirt to bed, or on the couch rather, <laughs> that vulnerability of opening up to Aaron Cahill in touch with feelings, I like. Athletic, check. Charming, fuck yes. Cooks, likes to cook, Yes. I didn't even get to mention this, but I love that there was like an epilogue to that movie. Right. Where, and we saw them after, a year after, not just that he's playing for the MLB, 
but that they had like that perfect apartment where he's cooking for her every day. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm definitely marrying him. He's cooking for me every day and he's an MLB star. I have always wanted to be the non-showbiz girlfriend. This is a dream of mine and our friend Macy's and this would be the perfect place. He's an athlete, come on. Ah, marrying Marco. Will you marry I'm, me? No, what? You're still marrying me. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to mention this because I forgot. There's just so much about Marco that I forgot. Uh, the low voice and the sad <sighs> eyes. I have a thing for sad eyes ever since uh, <laughs> Deliver, <laughs> Deliver My Christmas with Eon Bailey. You know? Like, there's yeah. just like this Eeyore sadness in sadness, his eyes yeah. and he has this like low voice. Yes. <sighs> yes. I'm gonna be there at your wedding, Patty. <laughs> Not gonna protest. I totally approve. <laughs> Who are because you I'm marrying Brendan Penny. Of, of course. course. I'm gonna marry him. We're gonna get married in the wedding cottage. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> Do, there need is... I say more? No. I always marry exactly. him when he's when he's in the lineup. This is like a law of physics. If Brendan Penny exists in a movie, Chingai will marry him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have like a glimpse into how he ages with his <sighs> silver fox hair and I'm yes. liking it. Yeah. Um, I just have to call out that I think this is the first time where neither of us are fucking Tyler Hines. Oh my God, you're right. And uh, I know who to blame for that. So <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll be back, Tyler. I know you'll be back. I believe in you. And it's so unfair because uh, in a picture of her, they kissed a lot. And I was... And it was like a non-Hallmark It was not kiss, a Hallmark okay. kiss. Yeah, yeah, it was like a kiss kiss. So this girl, this girl, <laughs> inako, I'm really going to kill her. Oh. <laughs> All right. Fish me with you, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a curse, Chingai. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on our season opener for season four. Thank you for sticking around. If you aren't following us on our socials, we are at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram. I would promote our Twitter, but I'm really not sure where it's going to be, um, even as, as it announces a new CEO. So yeah, follow us on our socials. Like, subscribe, share with a friend. We'd love to hear from you guys. What did you guys think of Spring Into Love? What were your favorites? Tell us everything. We're so excited to be back in your lives and uh, in your ears. So yeah, thanks, Chingai. Thanks, Patty. See you guys next time on But Make It Hallmark.